Wondering what to get that special someone for Christmas? You can find a ton of delicious and easy baking mixes on merrymacpodcast.com slash store, as well as an assortment of dip mixes that are a great addition to any holiday party. Free shipping when you spend $50 or more. Go to merrymacpodcast.com slash store for a gift that's practical, but not socks or underwear. Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today we're going to share a recipe for a traditional holiday wedding, really good cookie in my family, and that is the classic lemon bars or lime bars, as it were, because we're going to tell you how to do those too. But they're those little cookies. They're a bar cookie. They're cut into squares. Usually they have powdered sugar on them. And basically it's like a shortbread with curd on top and powdered sugar. It's a pretty simple cookie to make. Simple steps, but it's a good tasting cookie. And as I said, this was always uh, one of the things my mom made all the time. She always made these in, I think, an 8 by 8 pan. And uh, I tried making it in an 8 by 8 pan that I had, and it just didn't seem thick enough. So I'm thinking the pans now are slightly larger than they used to be. The pan I had, it was it measured 8 by 8 on the bottom, but then it, but the top, it kind of tapered out, so it made the cookie thin. I don't know. I, I don't know. So anyway, I kind of played around with what to do about that. I didn't like the thickness of it, so what I ended up doing was actually doubling the recipe and making it in a 9 by 13 pan. So it came out to be a cookie that's about, uh, I don't know, maybe like a half an inch thick altogether, and it was a nice sturdy little square cookie, and it came out nice. So I like that. So I'm keeping it doubled, but if you have a true 8x8 pan, you can actually cut this recipe in half and make it in the 8x8. Then you only get a dozen. You get a dozen cookies out of it, or let me think, what was it? Is that a dozen? I think I'd, I think I would have got a dozen out of it. It depends on how big you cut them. What did I say? Maybe it could it be was, one, no, one it was giant 16. cookie. It was one giant. Yeah. No, I got 16 cookies out of it because I cut four one way and four the other. That's what I did. In the 9 by 13 pan, I got two dozen cookies out of it. Okay. So lemon squares. I think I'm going to call this episode lemon and lime squares. Is that too confusing? Lime and squares? Lime and squares. <laughs> I just happened to have this really good lime juice that I found. It's a product of Italy, and it's a cooking lime juice. It's really good. It has such a good flavor, and I thought, oh, I'm going to make it with the lime juice and try that. And uh, it actually came out really good. And if when you see the pictures on the podcast, you see one is yellow and one is a little green. I put um, one drop of food coloring in the curd part of it so that it would... Actually, just so I could tell them apart, basically, because I wanted to see how they tasted. So, And it looked really nice. It, it was just enough, just enough in there. So, like I said, this is a pretty simple recipe. It's a nice quick one. If, like if you have to go somewhere and need to take something, this is a really good quick one to make. So here's what you need for your crust. You're going to first preheat your oven to 350 degrees. For your crust, you need two and a quarter cups of all-purpose flour, a half cup of powdered sugar, and one cup of salted butter chilled. And you're going to blend those together with a pastry blender. But what I did, I started with a potato masher, and I think I mentioned this in another episode. The potato masher is a wonderful tool for cutting butter into flour, especially the first stage of it, because you can really get it chopped up quick. 
And then I cleaned it. I cleaned the potato masher off with a rubber scraper. And then I used the pastry blender to finish it. And so you want to cut it up until it's like nice, coarse crumbs, no big chunks of butter in there. And and it, it looks like, um, I don't know, kind of like about the size of graham cracker crumbs. So that's what you're going to do to prepare for your crust. Then you're going to pour that into an ungreased 9 by 13 pan, and you can use glass or metal. Metal's a little better, I think, because the corners are more square. So pour that into your pan and then press it in with your hands, lightly press it in with your hands to make it a pretty even surface thickness-wise and a pretty evenly pressed consistency, so it's like pressed the whole way around nice. Now, okay. do the baking times vary if you use a glass pan versus a metal pan? Um, no, the baking times don't vary, but if you're going to use a glass pan, you would want to take your temperature down about 25 degrees. So you would want to bake it at 325 in a glass pan and 350 in a metal pan because glass, glass usually gets pretty hot. But I, like I said, the glass pans have such a rounded corner on them and a rounded edge that I, I don't think it would work as well. I usually don't do this kind of thing in a glass dish. I would prefer it to be in a metal dish. But use what you have. Don't buy anything special. So once you get that pressed in and everything, you're going to put that in the uh, 350 oven for 15 to 20 minutes or until the edges are like a nice lightly browned color. Not, not burned, but the edges will be nice and lightly browned. Now, while your crust is baking, you're going to mix up your topping. And this is your topping. You need four eggs. I used extra large. Large will also work. And you want to beat those in their little bowl. Six tablespoons of lime juice or lemon juice. You can use fresh squeezed if you want to, or you can use bottled. If you used fresh squeezed, you can also... Get some of the lemon zest, about a teaspoon, or the lime zest, and include that into your topping just to spruce up the flavor a little bit. Four tablespoons of flour and one and a half cups of sugar, granulated sugar this time. Now, what the easiest way to get this to mix up well is you want to mix the flour and sugar together first, okay? So put them in a bowl, mix up your flour and sugar so they're well mixed, then put in your six tablespoons of lemon or lime juice, mix that in, and then dump your four eggs in and beat those all together until you have a nice, smooth consistency. Um, I used a whisk, worked really well. And once you have that beaten up, what you're doing is you're going to wait until your timer goes off till your crust is ready. And as soon as your crust is done, take it out of the oven, either set it on your stovetop or your table, Pour the topping right on top of that hot crust and make sure it's pretty evenly spread out. It should find its own level because it's pretty thin, but, you know, try to get it up to everywhere. And then just put it right back in the oven for 15 to 18 more minutes. And what you want it to do is you want to bake it until it's set. So the easiest way to tell if it's set is just real gently hold the side of the pan and just jiggle it a little bit in the oven and you can see if the middle wiggles. Once it's set, it's done. And it'll be more brown around the edges. Uh, your curd part will be a little more brown around the edges too. But definitely just very lightly jiggle your pan. That also works well for custard pies. 
rather than pulling them out and sticking a knife in, just take and very, very lightly move the pan and you can see if that middle wiggles. Weirdly, it also works for Toll House pies because there's so much liquid in them. Except you don't need to be too gentle. You can just shake it around. And if it moves at all, it's not done. (laughs) It's the shake test. Okay, let's see. Now you want to put that into the oven, like I said, for 15 to 18 minutes. Brown around the edges. When you take it out of the oven, put it on a cooling rack and cool it till it's just, it's warm. Like maybe not completely hot, but cool enough you can touch the pan. Then you want to sift Uh, about three-fourths to one cup of powdered sugar over the top of that. And it gets a pretty thick layer of powdered sugar. You can do it as much as you want, though. If you don't like a ton, just put a little bit on. But the funny thing is, when you if you do it while it's warm, that powdered sugar kind of sets up and it doesn't melt away. And it it stays nice uh, powdered sugar looking, I guess you'd say. And there you are. This makes, like I said, two dozen cookie squares. Um, What I also found out is if you go around while it's warm, uh, while the cookie's warm, and you take a knife and go around the edge of the pan and loosen the edges, that is a big help. One of the things I read was um, some people put a piece of parchment paper in their pan so that when the cookie's done, they can lift it out and then cut it. I did not try that because I thought it would be a disaster if I did that. I could see the disaster happening while I was reading the article. So I said, I think I'm just not going to do that. Do you think you could use like a spring, uh, what are they? Spring, spring form, form pans? pans? No, not, no, but you know, they do make, um, they do make square pans that the bottom lifts out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if they make rectangle pans at the bottom lifts out, but I know they do square ones. That would probably work nicely. But if you did use the parchment paper, I would be very cautious if you if you do that. If you use that on your other bar cookies, and I have used that on other bar cookies, this one I just don't know that I would because it, it's the uh, curd sticks to the side of the pan real easily. And that's what's funny. What you're putting on top of there, the egg, sugar, flour, and uh, citrus juice, that's pretty much how you make curd, except for there's curd also has butter in it. So what this does on the top is it makes a sort of a, you know, like a lemon meringue pie kind of a thing. It, it makes like something about that texture that's on the top, and they refer to that as being a curd. So it's a it's a nice cookie. It has that crispy texture on the bottom, and it has this delicious gel-like stuff on top of that, and it's, it's just really a good cookie. Believe me, I know, because I've eaten like so many of them. <laughs> With this experimenting, somebody's got a taste. I kept taste testing them because I thought, I don't know. I don't know. And by golly, I made several batches of them this week, and they were all very good. And I think I probably won't need to eat any again for a very long time after this week. <laughs> but they did come out really good. And like I said for the lime ones, if you just add one drop of green food coloring to that topping, it's plenty. It just greens it up a little bit. You don't have to do anything to the lemon because the egg yolks give it a nice yellow color. So... There you go. And then you can store these when you cut them. Uh, you can put them into an airtight container and you can either store them in your refrigerator or if you have a cold pantry, which a lot of people have a thing like that that's a nice cold place to store baked goods, just store it in there. This is, like I said, this is a classic Italian wedding table cookie. 
And this is also a classic Christmas cookie in our family. It's a pretty popular one. So if you haven't had it, give it a try. And I know a lot of people were asking me for the recipe this past Saturday when I took samples of them over to Standing Chimney. So those of you who asked, the recipe will be up on the Facebook page as soon as possible so that you can also make this for your Christmas celebration. And we have an announcement. It will be our 100th episode on Sunday, December 15th. So for that episode, we will be answering listener questions. If there's something you've always wanted to know about baking, cooking techniques, or any general Mary Mac Bakehouse questions, please let us know. We have a Google form that will be linked on our homepage of our website, as well as on Facebook for Mary Mac Bakehouse, or you can always just submit it by email to mobilemerrymac at gmail.com. Just tell us what you want to know. We will be answering these questions on episode 100, that's on December 15th, and the deadline to submit questions is Tuesday, December 10th. So please get those questions in. We would love to hear from you. Any baking, cooking, or Mary Mac Bakehouse questions, just let us know. Make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac and Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.